We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nation Sports Talk. It is Wednesday, and that means mailbag day. Vince has got his Ivy Nation t-shirt on. I made the mistake yesterday, Vince. I had a, uh, you know, Jesse was with me, Young Styers, as we call him. He was uh, <laughs> with me, and I had a grayish t-shirt, and you could just see, like, the top. There was, oh. like, like, a scarlet letter, and it was a Cleveland Indians C Ooh. from a from when it was still the Indians a couple of years ago when I went to a game with Jesse. But uh, people thought I would actually wear an Ohio State shirt. You're wearing something with red show. again, pal. Like, I don't know who needs to pick this is, clothes This for is you. blue, and it's kind of – it's right. more orange than it is red. Okay. It's like a dark right. orange. It's, it's Springsteen. And it's navy blue, too. So it's like, you know, come on. I, I was I was in a, a training at school uh, yesterday. And the trainer, I don't, I guess, I think he, he must be from Ohio. Uh, we're, we're talking about body language and like how to uh, read people that you're trying to get information from, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of like an interrogation type of uh, training. And he's like, you know, when you're, you know, you're like this, he's like, you know, you always know who won that game. And he's like, this is what the Notre Dame fans are going to look like, you know. And I'm like, wow, dude. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Where was this? You saw this where? This was at my school. This is the guy that came to the school to train the administrators. Oh, wow. In on town, body language. On body language and like how to interrogate people and stuff. And so he's from Ohio or something? Or he's I guess just... he has to be. I He didn't really say. It was like it was a great training. And then he throws that little zinger out there. Yeah, it's like talk it's about like, losing, losing the crowd. I know. Seriously. <laughs> it was And it was a full house crowd too. Maybe, yeah, that wasn't good. Man, well, uh, it is mailbag day, so get in the questions. Tommy Guns has filled up the queue with a bunch of questions. I yeah. see David's got one in there. Uh, we're starting to get a few rolling in here. Yes, so some actual football questions too. I want to start with. I'm going to start with one of Tommy's because you know, especially I mean, because Tommy says we never use his questions. Well, but I'm trying. I'm just trying to there. decide which one I want to start with. So, he's going with the uh, if he fills the queue with all of the questions, he's bound to get at least one. Like that's the strategy, I think. Let's just start with this one. Over under four and a half Ohio State fans, Vince could have taken down with him last year, walking out of the stadium before being overwhelmed. 
I mean, I'm going to go over. I would have eventually been overwhelmed, but I was at a place after that game was over. I was in a mental headspace where I don't know that I would have felt pain right away. Uh-huh. Like it would have been one of those deals where, uh, you know, you're kind of going at it. And then, you know, the next day you definitely regret what you did. It probably wouldn't take until the next day. Cause I'm still, I still, you know, over the hill of 40. Uh, but yeah, I was feeling, I was feeling something. I was feeling all a, a certain kind of way after that game was over. And I was definitely bumping into people for sure. Yeah. I, I would like to have been there for that. <laughs> I would have, would, would, would like to have seen angry Vince <laughs> doing his thing. I was not happy. I was very like sullen, like silent. It was all, it was all inside, but I was not being cordial to the people around me physically. So let's go to an actual this game question. Okay. Tommy. Who has the advantage Saturday? Offense versus defense by position group both ways. So he wants us to go position by wow. position, I think. Do you want I mean, to start off with the lines or sure. No, we're do not that. no, we're not saying we're not comparing Notre Dame's offensive line to Ohio State's offensive line. We're going Notre Dame's offense, Ohio State's defense. Right. Right? The actual guys that are competing against each other. Right. Not like when they do, well, you know, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. It's like, okay, yes, they're on opposing teams, but they're not actually. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The game Notre Dame fans have been waiting for all season is here as the Fighting Irish get ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you're still looking for tickets to this titanic battle, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. 
Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Let's go. Let's start. Notre Dame's offensive line. And let's not, you know, this 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 is a lot here. So let's not yeah, linger. You know, yeah, let, let's just kind of a couple thoughts here and, and and give our thoughts on it. Notre Dame's offensive line, Ohio State's defensive line. I'm leaning toward Buckeyes yep. on this one. I was going to say the same thing. I I think it's close, but I think and and I think Notre Dame could eventually have that advantage right in the game. But going into it, I haven't seen enough. And I know what kind of depth the defensive line for Ohio State has. So I would have to give it going into the game to Ohio State. For I sure. agree. I would. I Yeah, I, I agree. Like, based on what we've seen. so Now, it's interesting because they kind of have, with their defensive front, they have some of the same questions Notre Dame has. It's like they've only mm-hmm. got a handful of sacks. They've, yeah. not, they've been good but not great. That kind of thing. Um, but I still give a slight advantage just because of – Specific to the interior line with, with with Notre Dame. Now, do they maybe do some different things? Throw a couple wrinkles, you know, like the unbalanced. You know, the, the unbalanced line is not something that's going to catch anyone off guard at this point because it won't catch them off guard. But but they could can they do still a lot do of things out of they, it? Right, if they that if they run could it be right. to their advantage. So right. I would think that it's in the arsenal for sure. Now, if I flip it, Ohio State's offensive line versus Notre Dame's defensive line, I'm going. The same way with the defense, I like Notre yep. Dame's defensive line against Ohio State's offensive line, and almost for the identical reason that you that we gave for the other side. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that you know Notre Dame hasn't had the sack totals and things like that, but their hurries are up. You know, I, I like the depth, and I like the fact that Gabe Rubio is coming back this week. I think that's a big boost for this line. I I would take Notre Dame's defensive line over Ohio State's offensive line for sure. Concur, concur. Now. How do you see fighting Irish receivers versus their secondary? I mean, I like the depth of Notre Dame's receivers. I I think it's going to be very difficult to guard them top to bottom. But if we're talking about from a, you know, a production standpoint and all of those different things and see now here's where it's also gets to, I'm leaning towards Ohio state. That's the short answer. The pro the, the issue here which I think could, you know, push the receivers to a better place is the fact of who's throwing them the football. I mean, yes. I, I think Sam Hartman elevates their gameplay because of who he is. So just from a positional thing, I think it's the DBs, but I think Sam Hartman elevates the wide receivers to maybe above, if that makes sense. Is that is that wishy-washy? I'm not sure. No, no, I agree. I, I think that you've got a guy who we've seen – very good evidence of so far is going to make good decisions. And because he has a good running game to go with, and you know, the whole, I mean, just, it's like every Sam Hartman answer that you hear, right? The first thing he does is thank the offensive line, the running game and everyone else around it. But it's, it's kind of true. He, but he's, he's the better decision maker. And that, and you know, like if you flip it to the other side, I think that, I don't know if it's 
at the very most, it's slight as good as Ohio State's receivers are with with Harrison and Igbuka. Sure. Ig, Maybe it's a slight advantage, but as I've said before, this is I, I feel the best I've ever felt about a Notre Dame, Ohio State, or even you know some of these other kind of premier top ten type matchups about Notre Dame secondary in a matchup like this. They did fairly well last year against these guys. Now Egbuka and Harrison still combined to have like 145 yards and a touchdown between them, but there weren't a ton of game-changing plays made in that game, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like they, they weren't game wreckers, I don't Agreed. think. And, and so I, I like Notre Dame in this matchup. I'm I'm close to even on that. Re- really on both sides of this, I'm close to even. But as you said, I probably give Notre Dame a slight advantage because of who they have at quarterback and again, as we've talked about this week, if you can put Cal McCord into some uncomfortable situations where you are able to stop that running game, put him behind the chains yeah, a yeah. little bit, I think that that becomes an advantage for Notre Dame's defense and their secondary in that matchup. Yeah, no, I that's I, I like your I like where your head is for sure, <laughs> and uh, I there's a ton of questions in the queue now, so you got plenty to choose right. from. All right. Good question, Tommy Gunn. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's a really, really, really good question. I, I, you know, a lot of these matchups are fairly even, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, I think so, too. That There's not a lot of, oh, you know, this side is way better than this side, and they're going to dominate this matchup. I don't see that being the case. I think a lot of these matchups are very even, and I think it's all going to come down to who plays better the day of. And I know that's, you know, maybe that's lazy analysis, but I don't think it is. I just think that these teams are both very good. And I think they match up very well against each other. And you can you can nitpick and you can find ways that Notre Dame is going to be successful. And then you can nitpick and find ways that Ohio State is going to be successful. That's why this is such a great matchup. And stay tuned in rapid fire because there's a question about this that I've been like pondering in my head all day. <laughs> Ooh. But this is a this is a great matchup. It's a great matchup, top to bottom. Right. I uh you know, and I, I've seen a lot of our subscribers and fans talking about listening to different Ohio State shows and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm glad that I haven't because apparently there's little to no respect being given to Notre Dame in this matchup not from surprising. the other side. And it's like when you look at how last year's matchup went and then you look at, you know, I'll give Ohio State like from a recruiting standpoint and an overall talent standpoint, they're, they're ahead of Notre Dame overall. But when you look at, the key matchups, like we just talked about, it is much more even than I think Notre Dame is being given credit for, especially at the quarterback position. I, I don't think that there's been a whole lot of attention paid to what Sam Hartman has been doing this year. Okay, man, let's just go with this. Do you expect to see more of Thomas Harper blitzing this week? I mean, maybe. It just depends on how Golden wants to do it. I mean, he's going to... Look, you got a brand new quarterback who's got three games under his belt, right? This is his fourth game as a starter. You want to heat him up a little bit. I completely agree with that. You also want to heat him up in a manner that he doesn't know where it's coming, and you want to keep him guessing, and you want him to have to dissect things, uh, you know, in in that pocket, right? And and you don't want to have him just sit back there and be able to pick you apart. You know, I don't know that he ha- he's he's a good quarterback, right? He wouldn't be at Ohio State if he wasn't a good quarterback. You got to heat him up a little bit. 
I'm not saying you do it every down, and I'm not saying you do it with five or six every time. You got to be able to do it with four. But yeah, I mean, that's one way to bring some heat is with Tom and ha- Thomas Harper. I think he's a good tackler. I think that, you know, he is a good blitzer, right? But you don't want to use him a ton in the blitz game because you are going to need him to cover and then tackle in space as well. There's going to be a lot of receivers out yeah. there on the field. You're exactly right. You've got to cover and tackle in space. It's more than and, – and the key to successful blitzing is not just saying, well, Thomas Harper is the blitzer now. It's – it's keeping them off guard, not knowing where the blitzes are coming from and who is going to be doing the blitzing. That's a, right, that's right. a key part of it. Like you might see Harper blitz a couple of times, but I'd be shocked if uh, you didn't see a couple of other people. Blitz oh yeah. As well. Yep. This is an interesting one. Parker, Jared Parker's press conference said no change in the game plan since last season. That was troubling to me. No change from Reese. Um, I guess I didn't. You I guess there. I missed that. You were well, there, weren't you? I was here. Oh, okay. But I watched the, you know, like the, they do it differently. You know, okay. like there's the TV guys. Oh, I think yeah, they right. got five minutes with Parker and they, and yeah. I don't remember anything along those lines. No change in the game plan. You know, maybe there, I don't know. There's a lot of colloquialisms that Parker That's throws fair. in there. I uh, I did transcribe and listen right. to his entire, you know, like the stuff with the print media, and that that doesn't sound familiar to me. First so. of all, if he did say something like that, you really think he's going to give away the game plan on a Tuesday or a Monday of game prep? Come on, man! Like, right? Let's give let's give Jared Parker a little bit of credit that he's not that stupid. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if if we're talking about specific to Ohio State and he's saying no change in the game plan, then he's saying that because of what you just said. He's not going to give Ohio State, here's here's what we're going to do. You know, he's not going to go out and tell him, like Marcus Freeman said earlier this week, that that basically you had a first-time quarterback and you were trying to control the clock and, you know, really kind of... That's not going to be the plan. Yeah, that's no it's way. a completely different... Completely different set of variables yeah. in this game because of everything we just talked about, starting with the difference in the experience of the quarterbacks. Yeah, that look, there is no chance that the game, the offensive game plan is to is to eat the clock and all that. No way. No Surrey Bob. Right. That, that is not the game plan. And I look, it's not like I'm in the offensive meetings, but there's no way they're going into it with the same offensive game plan that they had last time. No chance. They're, yes. Are they going to want to establish the run? Yes. Are they going to want to possess the ball? Sure. But if there's stuff open deep, you don't think Sam Hartman's going to take shots? I mean, did anybody not watch the game last week? Come on. Right. Of course they are. And if they happen to be a quick strike for points, I can guarantee you Marcus Freeman would be like, okay, possess the ball, kick field goal, or two plays and an 80-yard touchdown. He's going to take the points, folks, because they couldn't score last time. They want points. And I guarantee you Marcus Freeman has confidence in his defense. Yep. David wants to know, Vince, what are the first two plays you call as offensive coordinator? Running an RPO. That's what I'm calling. <laughs> uh, because I want to give I, – I, I'm a big fan of the RPOs. They haven't done a bunch of them as of late because they really haven't had to. But I want to make this defense wrong. And I trust my sixth-year quarterback to make the defense wrong. And so – I think you have the opportunity for a big play early 
uh, because I just have a feeling they threw a bunch of stuff against the wall last week for Ohio State to prepare for, and they're not going to know what hit them. Get out there and, and, and get some points on the board early and then let them settle in. That's fine, but I want to see – I wouldn't be – upset about a shot either a play action on the first well, that's play what i was game. gonna say play action well, I, I'd, I'd say play action slash yeah. rp you know rpo slash play action which whichever way you want to go play action would be beautiful i think you know just yeah show estimate like you're you're gonna dive and then just take your shot i would love to see it yep that would bring the house down can you imagine if they scored on a big play the first game of the or first play of the game or you know, even the first series of the game, man, the house that Rockney built would be shaking. It'd be fantastic. Leopard wants to know if it'll be a sea of green or did a bunch of Buckeye fans get their hands on tickets? I mean, just because it'd be a sea of green doesn't mean there won't be some red fish swimming around in it. Because <laughs> there's there's going to be, I mean, Brian said he thinks it might be 50%. I don't think it's going to be that. I, I have more faith in the Irish faithful than 50%. I'm thinking more along the lines of 30%, which is still a lot. I mean, if you're talking 80,000 people, 30%, what is that? Uh, 24,000. That's still a lot of Buckeye fans. That'd be in, in the ballpark. Well, and I saw somebody posted this on the boards today on the champions lounge. And I read the article that Pete Sampson had in the athletic. He did a whole kind of background article about the things that Notre Dame has done the links they have gone to to try to ensure that this won't be a repeat of Georgia and Nebraska. And one easy thing they did with the 5,000 ticket Ohio State allotment that uh, you know that that Ohio State has rather than put them all in that corner of the end zone by the scoreboard where they're mm-hmm. concentrated, they have spread them out really? to different sections high up in the stadium. So They've started with that. So you don't huh. have just that, you know, one concentration of fans to begin with. They've spread them out. And they've also hired a guy uh, specifically. He came from Oklahoma whose job, you know, like he kind of had a strategy going in on how you kind of counter some of these different things. They didn't offer tickets to, you know, like season ticket sales were, were where they started. And, they offered season ticket. They started season ticket sales earlier because they said that by giving people sort of more of an opportunity, sure. you know, that was you know that was a benefit to them. They didn't offer single sale, uh, single ticket sales to the public. They made them available to sort of you know people closer to the program and things like that. Now, obviously, you can't, you still right. can't help who sells their tickets, but they do know. By the way because of the fact that, that everything is done electronically now, yeah. they do know who has sold their tickets and to who. And, you know, they, it, it, they but he's actually it got out. this, he's got this computer generated model of the stadium and they've got, it's like all color coded based on really? who's sold and like to who they've sold to and, and those kind of things and sort of trying to predict what it's going to look like. And so they're, I would imagine there will be some Ohio State fans in there, but I don't. Based on based on what I'm reading, there it was very like, unless there are you know some last minute people who just kind of bum rush the secondary market all of a sudden and get in there. I think it's going to be maybe a little bit more spread out than what we've seen in in a couple of those more extreme instances like we talked about Georgia and Nebraska. 
So okay, I we'll see. I like the fact that they're at least not ignoring, you know, the situation. Yeah. And that they're it was it was a priority. Be, it was yeah. a priority to them. They're trying to, to be proactive sure. about it, and I appreciate yeah. that. Actually, I like that a lot. Yep. Okay, Tyler, thank you for the super chat. We all believe Notre Dame is going to win. Do you think the media and Ohio State fans already had their excuses built in when they lose? Honestly, no. I don't care. This is like I don't even. I, I've seen this kind of conversation come up maybe they do maybe they don't excuses are it's it's not going to matter like none of it's going to matter if notre dame wins that's all that matters right yep yep the the excuses don't matter and no they don't have excuses because none of them think that they're going to lose that's true so that would mean they would have had to prepare for a loss (laughs) and so they have not prepared for that now the excuses will fly but i mean again at the end of the day it doesn't matter because and just like if notre dame loses there's going to be Notre Dame fans with plenty of excuses as to why that happened, right? Now, we'll yeah. come on and we'll tell you why it happened. It won't be excuses. It'll be facts. But, yeah, the excuses are already locked and loaded. I mean, it, it's – and it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, I've actually seen more, more national media types who are getting on Notre Dame on this based on the way they've played and the way Hartman has played and all that kind of stuff it's actually kind of scary (laughs) when you sit back and look at the number of people who uh who've kind of jumped on there wjs asked if you had to have one of the transferred quarterbacks back as freshmen and start all over which would you choose buckner pine or jerkovic well pine would be a distant third for me so here's the thing and i know you're going to disagree with me and i that's totally fine I mean, I know, I know you've got a man crush on Phil. So it's not a man crush. I saw, I, I, he had is super talented. The problem was between the ears. Now, I think, but the part problem of that, is still between the ears. No, agreed. And that's that's but why I, think I wouldn't want him back. But I think part of that started with the head coach and the offensive coordinator that he had. I think that's kind of what started the between the ears thing. So I feel like if he had a different set of coaches, you know, maybe that doesn't materialize the way it has. Right. So I'm living in a dream world. Obviously, if I was taking the best kid, like the best kid with the best ability, it would be Buckner because he was injury. I mean, the injuries are absolutely killed him. the the change of the throwing motion during COVID absolutely killed him. Um, You know, so I would take Phil, but he needs to be coached a completely different way. And he also and I'm not talking just about on the field. No, that is that. That's exactly right. It, I, I guess the thing I would question still is it like if you started with Phil, and say like you were starting now, and you're already filling that room up with more talented quarterbacks. That's fair. And he's got to compete with those guys. Again, how is he going to handle that yeah, sure. emotionally? Because that's it, it, as you just said, that's been the biggest thing. Now, w- was he being asked to try to do some stuff that maybe weren't to his strengths? We'll get to some of that in rapid fire, actually, in a little bit as well. I, I, I do think there's a different mentality that this coaching staff has when it comes to how they're working with these guys and coaching these guys. Yeah, we'll talk about but that. no, but, you know, in this particular in a vacuum question, uh, you know, Drew Pine is the least talented by a 7000 miles. So yeah. he would be he would be my third choice. Bottom I'm of sorry. the list. Folks, 
Notre Dame wins the coin toss. Receiver defer. Defer. Defer because uh, the offense has shown that it needs a little bit of time to kind of settle in. I hope that's not the case on Saturday, but it's been the case a little bit. You know, we've seen a little bit of that. Plus, I would love to do the uh, score at the end of the half, get the ball at the beginning of the second half, Mm -hmm. you know, two for one sale sort of a thing. And on top of that, guys, I have a lot of faith in Notre Dame's defense. And I know there's a lot of Al Golden haters out there, and that's totally fine. I understand it. I, we've we've done our fair share of scheme bashing, but I love this defense. I think they're going to fly around this Saturday night. I think they're going to make they're going to make life very difficult for this Ohio State offense. They're going to get theirs. They're, the Ohio State offense is going to make plays, guys. So prepare yourself for that. They're not going to, you know, it's not going to be a perfect game. It's no. not going to look like Clemson. Last no, year. Ohio but, State is still going to score, but I think it's got it. It shapes up to be a really entertaining game, and I agree. I have full confidence that the defense yeah. is is going to have just as many hits or more hits than they have misses. I guess I Agreed. should say. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And I would love, I would absolutely love to, you know, three and out Ohio State right off the bat. The crowd's going to be all charged up. You know, it's a night game. Everybody's going to be fired up. You know, all that whole thing, right? Get the defense out there. Let them thrive on that emotion. Don't let Ohio State score. Then you get the ball to Notre Dame's offense. Let them go down and score. And then you're in the driver's seat. You know what I mean? And I love the score, halftime score idea too. And you can't do that if you take the ball to begin. Yeah, exactly. Joe wants to know, with the spread dropping to three and a half, three from seven and a half preseason. Do you think people are starting to buy into Notre Dame is for real? Uh, I think they're starting to buy into, they've got to make sure it gets a little closer so they can get as many bets as possible. I think that's what they're, yeah. they're buying into. If I'm being honest, because the it's, pundits, it's, it's still don't Vegas set the line. The line right? Yeah. The, the pundits don't set the line and Vegas doesn't give a crap. Who's better or worse. They want to, they're going to do whatever they can do to make the most money. But it's also reality. Like looking at the, the way yeah. the two teams have played, I think Notre Dame being a home team in this matchup and the way the two teams have played, I think it should be around three and a half at best, even if you're still on Ohio State. And if it's, you know, if it's, if it's three and a half, I think, I think, you know, the, the, the sort of, you know, the rationalization is you get like three points or something like that for being a home something team. Like so that. so yeah. it's still like in the six and a half, you know, six, six right. and a half range, you know, a touchdown range for Ohio State. But I mean, all that means is they think it's going to be a pretty close game. A one score game. Yeah. You know, and, and to me, that means it can go either way. So, you know, and I think that's accurate. Honestly, look, I would have it at about three, two and a half, three. That's where I would put it if I was from an analyst standpoint, right? I would put it there because yeah. guess what? Notre Dame has not proven themselves that they can win these games yet. So I would have them as an underdog. Yeah. I mean, I any movement in the next couple of days before kickoff is about which way the money is going. It's not Absolutely. about people think Notre Dame is this much better, anything right. like that. It's just where the money's going at yeah. this point. Yeah. But no you're doubt. talking about a 4-0 team versus a 3-0 team. Yeah. So, I mean – where would you set the line if you had that ability? Oh man. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a pretty fair line yeah. where it is. Um, I do too. 
Because, you know, like when you look at history and, you know, all the the different factors and how these things have played out again, like, I don't know how much Vegas looks at, you know, recruiting rankings and things like that from seasons past. But again, it's fair to say Ohio State's roster does still have more talent than Notre Dame. Sure. But at the same time, Notre Dame is catching up with them and they've got the better quarterback. So like, yes. Head-to-head quarterback alone, it's a big advantage to Notre Dame, but there are enough other factors working in Ohio State's favor and the fact that they lose like one regular season game per season. Right. I would probably I would probably have it about where it is right now. Yeah. Just as a Vegas person. Yeah. You know, I think it's looking, fair. Yeah. I think it's a fair, a fair line right now based on history, based on the season up to this point. You know, all of those different things. I I think there's a lot of places in this game where you could say blank has this going forward or blank has it. And you could put either team in that blank and and be about right. I think these teams are really, really even in a lot of places. I do too. David Jones, what's your level of excitement for the Gerby Lambert commitment? Oh, it's huge. He was the number one guy on their board, as far as I know. And, uh, you know, they've been waiting for this one for a while. And I think it's been trending to Notre Dame. And I think we all felt good about it. But nobody knows until it's actually said and done, right? And I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken, and remember, I'm not the recruiting guy, David. But I'm pretty sure that was kind of the last box to check on this 24 class, uh, you know, without flipping somebody from another Mm -hmm. school, which is obviously always a possibility. But, I think he was the last box to check, and uh, that's a pretty massive box to check. I yeah, think it's pretty good. One. He's like, what, the second best offensive lineman yeah. in, in the nation? So pretty massive. Feeling really good about it. Really yeah. good. And yeah, no, just, I'm excited. Just, you know, just another, hey, check the box for Marcus Freeman and company. Yeah. They can recruit. Yep. You know, so yep. you got to feel good about it. Tim B says, OSU guys and even Josh Pate all give glowing praises to the Notre Dame offense, but then they say they won't score against their defense. Tell me why they are wrong. I'll just say it in one word, Sam Hartman. Oh, that's two words, and I was going to say the exact same thing. One name! There (laughs) you go. Okay, (laughs) sorry. No, that was going to be my exact answer. I was just going to say two words, Sam Hartman. That's why they're (laughs) going to score, because he has been in game, not, not to this upper echelon but he's played in so many college football games okay and he's played against good defenses and he's done all of these different things sorry i i give him an advantage in this and it's not like he's going out there with wake forest's offensive weapons he's going out there with notre dame's offensive weapons and you know say what you want to about the wide receiving core say what you want to about the offensive line we've seen these guys play at a high level maybe not for an entire game you know, maybe they don't have that. They don't have Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm not debating that, right? But how many of these wide receivers have made big plays so far? A lot of them, right? Go down the list. I, I think I counted today. It was something like it was either seven or eight Notre Dame. I think it's eight Notre Dame receivers have a play of 35, you know, a reception of 35 yards or more. And like half of them have plays of 40 yards yeah. or more. And obviously you had the two big 70-yard plays last week. And look, I'm not expecting him to go out and hit a couple of 75-yard touchdown passes like last week. I, I, that's 
that's probably not going to happen. Now, there's a chance that something small can turn into something big, but I think it's going to be more Sam Hartman's going to have to take what Ohio State gives him. And that's going to sure. mean more more short to intermediate stuff probably early. But then again, if the run game helps out and then you've got guys biting on some of that stuff, uh, there's there's much more chance to do what you're talking about. Make some explosive plays downfield against this Ohio State defense. Yep, I agree. It, I mean, even if it's like check down, check down, check down, crosser, check down, crosser, boom! Right. You know, like that's how you play offense. Like I have no problem with that because if it's if they're doing everything underneath for a while, eventually Ohio State's going to have to creep forward and then – you know, I've got a lot of faith in number 10, throwing it right over the top of their heads. Beer Belly says, can't wait to see NBC show Ryan Day and talking about Ohio State the whole time during the game needs to be more about the Irish. Well, I'm glad that I don't have to watch live, but I will be curious to see kind of what the storylines are considering it is a Notre Dame home game, but it's a Big Ten opponent there you with go. The, this new NBC yeah. contract. And the fact that you've got Noah Eagle and Blackledge doing the game, kind of what I'll be See, all, I'm sure we'll be hearing about that on Monday. If Notre Dame wins, it's not going to be a big deal. If they don't, we're going to hear a right. ton about it, I'm sure. Right. And that and that's I think that's the key, right? Because it, this isn't just a normal NBC Notre Dame broadcast. <laughs> and I, and I'm actually curious to see how it's branded. You know, are they branding yeah. it? the big 10 game of the week or is it notre dame, notre dame football, football on NBC. you know what i mean I, right. I never thought about it until just now i don't know i so we'll see how they kind of because they already have different announcers it's not because the normal announcers are, are are busy you know they did that because this is the big 10 game of the week and so we'll see how they spin this i'm actually kind of curious about it to be honest with you but don't be surprised if they spend time on Ohio state, because they do have the big 10 contract at the moment for much longer than they have the Notre Dame contract. So just don't be surprised folks. I agree. I agree. I was writing something down there. No, you're Ross, right. Ross, not with a question, but with a statement, Notre Dame won't play man coverage, but Ohio state will. Do Where do you get your information? Mr. Halford. Because Notre Dame has two of the best corners in the nation. They're going to play man-to-man at some point. They're, are they going to play it the entire time? No, but guess what? Neither will Ohio State. So I don't know where this is coming from, to be honest with you. Because Notre Dame's going to play man because they blitz. If you guys not watched Notre Dame's defense, you can't blitz that many guys and play zone. That, doesn't, that does not work. Right. Okay, so... You have to play man. They will play man. They are very confident in their corners in this game. And I think there are going to be some, like Jesse had his whiteboard out last night. And what he was talking about, especially with Marvin Harrison Jr., is like there needs to be not one person, but there needs to be focused attention on him all the time. You know, like man under concepts and, you know, whether it's cover for you, whatever it happens to be, they're. I think they're gonna they're they're gonna mix up coverages all night long. I don't think they're necessarily gonna stick to one thing, but as you said, because of the fact that they blitz, there are going to have to be some man concepts in there yeah. at different points. You'll rely right. and like you're gonna have full confidence in Benjamin Morrison and Cam yeah. Hart and Thomas Harper. And, you know, like you've got confidence 
in those 100%. guys. There's no reason not to have confidence in them. 100%. I would absolutely. You got to mix it up. You can't just do one or the other. So, I mean, that's just a, not a great statement there. Sorry. Tim, do you hit the screen game to loosen up the Ohio State defense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely going to be part of the offense. There's no doubt about it. You've got too many guys that can catch the ball in space and make plays happen from the backfield to the wide receivers, you know, whatever. I I think this is going to be a big Chris Tyree game, too. I think they've been kind of holding him back a little bit with some of the stuff that they can do with him. Uh, so I think he's going to be involved in the screen game. We've seen Flores uh, flourish in the screen game. We've seen Great House flourish in the screen game. You know, yes, they will absolutely use the screen game in this game. There's no doubt about it. I agree. And kind of like with the blitzes on the other side, I, I think it's a matter of kind of using them strategically yeah, as well and, and kind of seeing who they think that they can sort of take advantage of in the screen yeah. game. And the, and the fact that all the running backs can catch the ball, the whole, the, Ooh, uh, I just, just saw a number. I'm going to save that one for a little bit later. Interesting one here. Will y'all ever do a collab with blue and gold? Always Irish or locked on. Irish probably not <laughs> I mean just being honest probably the answer is probably not I know we've had we've had the Tims on from Irish Illustrated and I think that's about as collaborative as we get uh when it comes to this kind of stuff so much harder to collaborate in the podcast world I don't know like you know like uh, we know the blue and gold guys I, I I don't know the always Irish or locked on Irish guys personally I don't know any so. of those guys. And uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to say anything disparaging about anybody because I don't know them and I don't know. And this is, not, I don't know I, their product. I don't know their product. I don't know. Let's them. I was going to say, just, I don't mean this as an insult yeah. by any means, but I don't, I don't watch or listen to the other shows. I, I yeah. try to try to focus on what I'm doing and take care of, yeah. you know, my we, stuff. So we, 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 we do. Again, other it's things. not an insult. No, not, not, not a shot at anybody. I just, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't I don't know about the others. I, I know that they are out there, but I just, I don't know anything specific about them. Yeah. And that's, and we are focused on kind of, you know, what we're doing obviously. And uh, I know that it's not really our business model to be collaborating with other businesses. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's just tougher in the podcast slash um, internet world to collaborate because there's more, direct competition like when i was on the radio brian used to come on my show yep. because it, it you know I, I think i've said before the radio is kind of like switzerland you know when, when yeah. you're the radio guy you can well, have a little bit of everybody and have guys sometimes you know well, yeah you know it seems like you're neutral for the most yes, part supposed right? to be <laughs> my point is i know. You know i had brian i had guys we actually yeah. had you know, singer from Blue and Gold on yep. for a while, and and um, guys from uh, from from some of the other sites as well. Christian sure. McCollum used to come on. Yeah, my yep, show. yep. So yep, yeah. Tim Tim says it's a fan call-in show, and we would love it. Uh, oh. Again, I don't know anything about Always Irish, but here's what I do know: I would not enjoy a fan call-in show <laughs> at all, not even a little bit. The chat is bad enough. Can you imagine if some of these people? had the opportunity to actually speak oh, on boy. the show. Oh, you know boy. what I mean? Oh, no, 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 no. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. David wants to know if you can make sure that you wear your lucky white, he says hate, but I'm sure he means hat, from the start this Saturday evening. I got it right got here. It? All right. I will be wearing it to the tailgate, and then I'll be wearing it to the game. So don't worry. Got it right here. I'm ready. What's your confidence level that either or both Notre Dame lines will get the job done at the line of scrimmage? Fairly high, to be honest with you. I don't think we've seen the best of this offensive line. I think we've seen some spurts. I think we've seen some good aggression. And I think it, it's. I think they've done a really good job. I love the depth of the defensive line, and I love the fact that Gabriel Rubio is back this week. So my conf- confidence level in both lines is actually pretty high. And if they can, if they can win both lines of scrimmage, then obviously I really like Notre Dame's chances to win the game. But I do have high confidence. That doesn't mean they're going to get it done, but I do have high confidence. Yep. Like if I'm going uh, 1 to 10, I'd give them both about an 8. Maybe uh, maybe the D-line an 8. Offensive line is 7.5. Something like that. I'm just I – am, I am a little concerned about the interior of Notre Dame's offensive line based on you know That's like things that we've seen the last couple games. And this is going to be probably the best defensive line that they play all season. So – I'm I'm definitely confident in Notre Dame's defensive line, as we talked about earlier, going up against Ohio State's line. I think that there's there's reason to be very confident in that. You mentioned Rubio, and David was asking about Rubio, how healthy and sharp he's been at practice. Al Golden talked about him yesterday. There's a notebook up at irishbreakdown.com right now where there's some quotes in there specifically from Al Golden. They've kind of paced him this week, um, you know, like, in terms of the amount of reps Tuesday, yesterday was the first day he was back at practice. And he said, you know, he's looking good, but they are, you know, they do have him on a little bit of a pitch count because he is coming back from a knee. So I think as of right now, they are still, and we'll find out kind of tomorrow when Marcus Freeman zoom at noon, they are expecting him to play as of right now on Saturday, what the snap count looks like might right. be the question. You know, like, yeah, I mean, he, tweeted it, out today he has been out like, since Navy and this is Ohio true. State. He, he tweeted out today uh, that he's like super pumped and he's ready to go. And, you know, I forget exactly what it said, but, you know, he's he's going to play, folks. And uh, I just don't know how much, but he I just see him making a play or two. You know what I mean? In a big mm-hmm. moment. So uh, I'm excited about it. El Conquistador, Vince, if the ref can't have children, offered a very controversial call in Notre Dame's favor. How many kids do you let go of? I'm not sure I understand the question. So is he saying, like, if the ref wanted one of my children, like, he was going to – I'm selling one for a good call, basically? Would you, is that what this is asking? Would you trade your kid for a good call? Yeah. That, like, I think that's what this is asking. I think so. I mean, it depends on the day, but the, <laughs> but no, of course I would not trade my children for a good. What if call. it's a game-winning touchdown at the end of the game? 
like I said, have they bothered me during the game? Like, are they... who gotta go? <laughs> <laughs> I tell my kids all the time, they're all expendable. I said, look around. There's five of you. We can clearly make more. Okay, you're all expendable. Every That's one right. of you. That's right. <laughs> but I don't want to start over either. Over under 125 rushing oh. yards for estimate. That is that is a pretty oh. healthy number. That I've got to go real healthy number. I've got to go under. Yeah, me too. I, I you know, I I think estimate is going to get yards right but he's also going to get stuffed a decent mm-hmm. chunk too and so i don't know unless he breaks off another 80 yard run here's the problem he'll probably get caught potentially by some of these ohio state defenders uh you know on an 80 yard type run but no i just I, i'm taking the under as well i think that there will be other guys that will chip in and allow the run game to be successful i just don't know that estimate is going to get that all by himself yeah I concur. I just, I think 125 is a little too yeah. healthy. And I don't know. Well, and, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that Ohio I mean, it's State possible, is, but yeah. To do that, he's, he is probably going to have to break off a big run. And like you said, the odds of that happening because of who the competition is become slimmer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Paul says if Estimate gets 125, we win. You're probably not wrong about yeah. that, actually. I mean, I you know, there's certain benchmarks that Notre Dame would have to hit for me to be like, yeah, then they're going to win that game. Yeah. That might be one of them, to be honest with you. That yeah. might be. Yes, David, both of us will be there. Um, he wants to know, well, he asked if either of us will be there. We will both be there along with Brian. How much of a factor does the crowd play? Big one. Big factor. There's no doubt about it. You've got to make this feel like a home field advantage. You have to. The because... night crowd seems to be yes. a different crowd at Notre Agreed. Dame games. Well, and, but they've always been good games, too. Like, they've always That's been true. against a good opponent. They're more primetime opponents for but, the most part. But you're absolutely games. right. I mean, gives people a little more of an opportunity to get lubed up. Um, I and, think you know, Notre Dame resisted that for a long time. Well, they finally they, went down that they're, road. They're embracing it at this point. And, you know, I think... And I know this is such a little thing, but I think those bracelets are going to be a cool thing. So they're probably going to have, you know, another light show at some point. Like, it's going to be a heck of an environment. And Notre Dame's going to need it. They need the quote-unquote 12th man to show up and make sure they have a home field advantage. I can tell you from last year, Ohio State had a home field advantage. That that crowd was juiced, man, and they were rocking. Notre Dame needs that exact same thing to make Ohio State regret coming over here. So I it will be a factor, either positively or negatively. I lean toward positively, but it's going to be a factor. I've been pretty impressed with the production of these nighttime games the last yeah. few that we've been they, to. That they've been really had. good. Yeah, yeah, they've been really good. Did a good job. They've, uh, I think we can agree, they've enhanced the... Uh, you know, like the ambiance by miking, you know, like having microphones by the band and some of that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, that's the point. P- piping it in, if you will, whatever you want to call it. I-, I think that that has helped. But the, it, it's it's been a good environment, and it, it goes back to how many Ohio State fans are going to show up, you know, because absolutely, if you have around 30,000, that's going to negate a lot of the home field advantage right there. If, if, yeah. if Notre Dame can successfully – keep out that red wave then i think that uh it'll help it'll be quite an advantage 
So crispy bacon, he's, he's been treading on the negative side tonight, but we keep him around. <laughs> we, I, I like his name, but he's saying it's going to be a little awkward at kickoff when it's not even dark yet. The game's going to kick off about seven forty one ish, right? Because seven thirty kickoff, but it never. It's always about ten to twelve minutes after that, right? Tonight's sunset is seven forty five. Okay, so it's going to be a skosh earlier than that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it'll be right around sunset. And so the lights will have taken effect. Like, it, is it going to be pitch black? No. But it'll be black pretty quickly uh, at that point. The sun will be down. So. That's true. Very true. Tyler, thanks for another super chat. Who's under more pressure to win the game this Saturday? That's, uh, uh, I, I think I want to say Coach Day, to be honest with you. Like, if he loses this game... And then he loses again to Michigan. I, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of talk swirling. Let's just put it that way. If Marcus Freeman loses this game, it's going to be the same old, same old. They're not going to be calling for his job. So I think there's more pressure on on day. Hmm. It's interesting because I don't, I don't feel like. There's definitely not pressure going into the game from the Ohio State fan base or the media or everyone else because of the overwhelming perception that side has that Ohio State is going to win this game. So there's no there's no external pressure going in. But if they lose, the heat is going to be on him, as you said, yeah. a lot more than it's going to be on Marcus Freeman. Right. Because we'll if, Marcus be Freeman, if Marcus Freeman loses, unfortunately, it's just yet another game that they lost to another good team, right? Like that, again, and especially depending on how the game plays out. Is it a close game? Is it, you know, a lopsided game? All those different things. I, I But I, you know, again, I don't think there's pressure on Ryan Day going in, but he'll definitely, he'll feel more coming out if Ohio State loses this game. Yeah, yep, I agree. I I'm here for it, though. I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping for Notre Dame win and that would just be a nice little side, uh, a side benefit to Notre Dame winning that game is hearing a whole, all the boo birds coming out for, uh, for coach day afterwards, man, that's going to be a rough Sunday, Monday over in uh, Columbus. If that's the case, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, and then he might have to win. He might have to win the Michigan game at that point to save his job at that point. Yeah. I'm just saying. What other game this weekend are you most interested in? There's other games being played. <laughs> That's this crazy. is one of this is one of seven games featuring two ranked teams, two top wow. twenty-five teams. Well, I'm going on through the it same day. You've got Florida State at Clemson. Actually, Clemson. those aren't two ranked teams. As I say, Clemson isn't ranked. Not ranked, but still. I mean, it's still a matchup. A premier like matchup. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Colorado at Oregon. UCLA just... at Utah. Ole Miss at Alabama. Oregon State at Washington State. Iowa at Penn State. Honestly, and I'm glad this is a noon game because it means I'll get to watch it. Florida State at Clemson yeah. interests me because this is kind of like a – it's a potential rechanging of the guard because yeah. Clemson – on their way up was that was when Florida State was still good, having yep. won a national championship, <clears throat> got to the playoff. Clemson finally beat Florida State, and now 
Clemson has owned that series as Florida State has been bad for the last several years. And now yeah. this is kind of like Florida State has to reprove itself if they can beat Clemson on, on their – because this is – that's really for Florida State. I think this is the biggest hurdle that they have to clear probably the rest of the season is this that's game. That's a really good point. And uh, I, it would not surprise me, though, if Clemson won that game. And if, if they do win that game – it definitely changes things from a national perspective, right? It changes people's opinions about number four Florida State, for goodness sakes, right? I mean, um, so that one would be very interesting. I I mean, I'm not going to be able to watch it, but I am intrigued by Colorado, Oregon, right? I mean, a lot of hype around Colorado, a lot of media buzz, and I just think they're going to run into a buzzsaw going up to Eugene, uh, on you know on the road against a high-powered offense this this could be very interesting but if Colorado somehow finds a way to win that game I mean it, it everybody might as well just crown them national champs at this point yep I agree I, and that's it's gonna be I'm really curious to see how Colorado is able to play in that game I'm not as not as optimistic for Colorado's chances against Oregon. Because no, no. Oregon can run the ball. Colorado yeah. does not. And they're going to be without their best player, Travis Hunter. Is he That's out still? Be, okay. Well, he's going to be out for at least two games. Is he? Is what okay. He's got a lacerated kidney. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com